The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whoever they put in front of me, we're going to beat them up. I'm the best world winner of all time. Tyron Woodley, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Frankie Edgar gets the late finish. And for all those people that are doubting me, you better buckle up. This is just the beginning. I'm just getting started. Ladies and gentlemen, Frankie the Answer Edgar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are here. We have Tyron Woodley today. We have Frankie Edgar today. Um, so it's really great. The one good thing about this lockdown, if there's any good thing, is we have been able to get fighters uh, because everybody is kind of around and available. So that's the only positive about this whole thing is on this podcast, we've been able to get guys that we really want to get. Um, so let's go over this card real quick before we get started, Matt. We got 249 coming up uh, on the 18th. And uh, Ferguson and, of course, Justin Gaethje, which hopefully we'll have Justin on the next podcast, is the is – the, uh, main event. I'm really psyched about that fight. I can say I'm almost as psyched about that as I would have been for for Habib, maybe even more so. Well, style-wise, it is – you know one guy's going to be walking out of that cage. Right. I, listen, I know people – I mean, in, it's I it's going to be an all-out war. I like when you hear Gaethje – and I look forward to talking to him. I like when you hear him talking, saying how he's terrified and yeah. – and, and, uh, he was asked how he felt like if, compared to having a full fight camp, and he was saying that he feels he has a good up to what is what do you say around 18, 18 or so minutes in him of pure hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's even saying, you know, in a twenty-five minute fight, it's uh he's trying to it's a do or die situation. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's going in like that, and and I can't wait. I love his mindset. His mindset is I'm taking you out or you're taking me out. And I'm fine with either. That's his, that's his, he's actually content with, he even said it, with if he's, with either not, if he doesn't take his head off, if he gets choked out later in the rounds or something, hey, it happens, it happens. It happens. That's a very dangerous guy to fight. Uh, Yes, and the co-main, a fight we've been looking forward to for a long time, Rose Namie is finally fighting, Uh, she's fighting Andrade, who beat her for the belt. Uh, you know, kind of dropped her on her head. And we talked to Rose, and uh, she sounded great. She sounds ready to go. So I know I'm looking forward to this co-main. Uh, this was, and again, some of these were from the Columbus card. Uh, these were from a bunch of cards kind of just put together, or a couple amazing, of cards. It's an amazing card. It, it, dude, it's amazing. These were both originally 249. Uh, Hardy against the Castro is an interesting fight. Um, Greg Hardy, uh, he t- he's taken a lot of fights. Uh, he's been very, very active, and um, the last fight I believe was a decision loss. Let me look that up. 
and I will tell you in one second. Uh, my memory is not good, Matt. It's really no, it's no problem. But as you're looking at that, I think that getting back to Thug Rose, I think this yeah. is going to be. I think she's going to look phenomenal. I because I feel. I, she doesn't like the limelight as much. I think that yeah. she's, there's going to be no pressure on her, and she's going to be, compared to having the crown, you know what I mean, having the belt, uh, and I think she's going to be, it's going to be very freeing for her, and I think she's going to find a way to, to, to take Andrade's back and, and strangle her. That's my opinion. I think you're right, because uh, she looked so good in the first yeah. fight until she got, uh, she just, you know, fell on her head. Um, and of course, uh, Vicente Luque against Nico Price. Now, Luque was supposed to fight Randy Brown in Portland April 11th, Nico didn't have a fight booked, so I'm wondering what happened to Randy Brown. Uh, I'm wondering if they just, if he was just was not up to to the fight, if he was hurt, um, or if they thought he might have to pull out for some reason. But anyway, that's that looks like an incredible fight. Well, Nico Price is never in a in a boring fight. And never bringing up Randy Brown, who who's looking phenomenal lately. I was really yeah. looking forward to him fighting uh, Luke. A, but you know, Nico does have a Nico Price does have a, a win. Uh, a legit win over Randy Brown, and yeah. it's one of those weird things where that's the, the, the interesting thing about fighting uh, Nico Price is that he's very unpredictable and yeah. he's dangerous in areas or in positions where somebody really shouldn't be that dangerous. I believe he has two stoppages from on his back with strikes, uh, uh, one from a kick. I guess I, I have to check that. I, I think he is. I think who is the kick? Who is the kick against? He's was listen, James. He's a, uh, a, uh, I might. I gotta check that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you once. It's gonna he, drive me nuts. But he definitely has the the um. He uh, did like a hammer fist from his back on Randy Brown, and Randy Brown was doing everything right. He didn't expect it, and yeah, and he, he lost that fight. So I think that's gonna. Be, and, and Vicente Luque, he he was he got derailed by um, Wonder Boy, who's. Uh, you know, a hard matchup for style-wise for anybody. Oh, he makes all the best look, uh, you know, maybe not on his level. But right before that, he put Mike Mike's Perry's nose on the other side of his face. So, I mean... It was I'm, James uh, Vick, by the way, Matt, was the one he... The upkick. With... With... with uh, Nico uh, Price. That, yeah, uh, right? So yeah, I James Vick, yeah. Right, good. I shouldn't second-guess myself with these. Yeah, guys. I know. I do the same thing. There's so many fights, it's hard to remember I, who won and what round or what card. Me. I mean... I did have it right, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Stevens against Calvin Cater. That was originally scheduled on the 249 card. It's wow. staying on the 249 card. Wow. They never do that. That could be a main event elsewhere. Uh, I love it. Yeah. That's a great fight. Je Dude, that's two fucking gunslingers, man, from yeah. the Old West. This is some okay corral shit. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. I like that. I like that a lot. Shit, man. I just seen that just now. That's why I get excited. And a couple of the other fights to go over is uh the prelims. The 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 yeah. main event of the prelims, if you is Nganu against Rosenstrike. I'm so happy that fight is happening. It's been, again, supposed to be the uh, main event of a Columbus on the 28th. So I'm so happy that that has not been canceled for good, but just moved. And we're going to get that fight. I'm sure those guys are happy. Um, uh, and of course, Uriah against Jacare. Uh, we just had Uriah Hall on. That's remaining on the 249 card. Alexander Hernandez, we haven't seen in a little while against Omar uh, Morales. Uh, also a fight that uh, I, I think probably going to – there's so many uh, big fights happening. I hope people don't forget that that one is is, is on this card because uh, – I mean, I see Alexander I haven't seen Hernandez. him in a little bit, uh, Alexander the Great Hernandez. I yeah. feel like we haven't seen him in a little No, bit. we have not seen him in a little while. But you don't realize you haven't seen somebody in a little while until you start to see them and you're like, oh, shit, it has been a while. <laughs> um, you know, I guess because there's so many good fights. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, Marlon Vera against Ray Borg. There's just a lot of great fights on this card. And they've kind of taken the best fights of a bunch of, of a couple of different cards and put them together. I'm sorry I'm talking so fast. Andre. And Sam Alvey, our palace fighting uh, against Ryan Spann. That's the opening fight of the prelims. Well, Jimmy, listen, I, I'm looking forward to the fights. I think it's – I am intrigued about yeah. this island. <laughs> I really am. I am too. I just think it's a – it's just, hey man, uh, I love the fights. I am, I want to watch them. I want people getting paid, but I want people also being safe. So uh, it's just interesting, interesting times, you know. It really is, buddy. It really is. Uh, Jimmy, listen. We got. Hold on. We got to get. By uh, the way, don't don't bring up the old anniversary of my. Well, I was gonna say that. No, before, don't, don't, Jimmy. Don't embarrass me. Before we get to, we're, we're, no, we're uh, Tyron. Before we talk to Tyron, I want to say. <laughs> Uh, it's been 13 years. I think it was yesterday. What, what are you talking about? 13 oh, years. I almost, I wouldn't, if you didn't bring that up, Jimmy, yeah. I, I brought it up. Let's, let's face the facts. Well. I, <laughs> Jimmy, listen, it's better than bringing up the rematch. Take everything with a grain of salt, Jimmy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Come on. But what the fuck? You know, I'm still, that's the gift that keeps on giving. It sure now, is. Now I'm hanging out with you, you know. More importantly, uh, what's the anniversary of my Frank Trigg fight? I'm only kidding. <laughs> hey, look! I'm glad I I'm glad I took my AirPods out because I was taking a shit and I literally thought y'all hung up. <laughs> you guys are still on the phone. We, we are we, still here, sir. We didn't and hear I didn't wash my hands for 30 seconds on the count of my ABCs twice. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? How are you, Chad? What's, what's up? up? I'm doing good, my man. How you doing? I, I am doing a lot better and since I've been just singing your song all around my house like a psychopath. You know, Matt you is a what? big Why fan of your music. You know? Hey, I'm not falling. Listen, hey, Tyron, I'm not falling in and out. Of, I'm not falling in and out of love with that song. I'm in love with that. I, I'm in. I'm not out of that love with that song. You know, you know what's funny is it wasn't a song. It was a cover. You ever heard Trevor Daniels? He got a song. I forgot. It's called Falling, right? So when I was in training camp, I literally would take a song or a beat that was really dope, and I would just cover it. Maybe I would just do a rap or song. And as an artist, you kind of kind of develop your sound. So I started fucking around with different sounds and auto-tunes. So when people heard, it actually was just me using the auto-tunes, trying to freak my voice out. But they couldn't hear the music. I'm actually going to fuck around and make it a song now. So it wasn't intended to be released as a song? Oh, you're breaking up a little, Tyra. The uh, we're having a little trouble with the connection. Where my house is at in in Missouri, it's literally in the fucking woods. So, oh yeah. This was once the forest, and then we decided to knock down some trees and throw houses on it. So, uh, my reception is shitty. My Wi-Fi is shitty. Where's your nearest neighbor? Um, I mean, it's not like acres and shit, but it's like um, let me see. I'm trying to flip the camera. Fuck, how do I flip this fucking camera? Yeah, so I'm in the fucking wilderness, my dude. Oh, that's nice, yeah, man. So my neighbors are close, but not too fucking close. Yeah. Do they know who you are, your neighbors? Are they are they or do they know who you are or do you kind of keep to yourself and don't talk to anybody? I know one neighbor. <laughs> two. Two neighbors. <laughs> really? Don't they don't me. they don't know that yeah. fucking one of the greatest is living right down the block. They don't know that. No, they these guys right here are assholes because they got a pond in their front yard and it floods my yard every fucking chance to get. This Ed Marla, I know them. They're real nice. They came over the first day and 
brought out some fucking cake and like welcome to the neighborhood. And oh, all the way at the top of the street is um lady I call her Spark Plug because all she does is bake twelve days a week. So every every week we got like cookies and shit on our door handle. Oh, so she's dope. Nice. You'll take the food from a stranger. Dixie Cup. I mean, from her. Her her dad used to be the fucking um uh, CEO of Slits Malt Liquor. Slits <laughs> Malt Liquor. Slits Malt Liquor. Yes, because when I was sponsored by Budweiser, she said, "No, you need to get um sponsored with Slits." And I thought she was joking. This connection is shitty. It's it's choppy in and out a little bit. Like right now, we we can see you. Everything's uh, clear. In and out, like the song. In yes. and out of love. Like yes, I love. Is it a song or no? Well, you got to make that clear. No, You're gonna break this, my this heart. Is what I was. I was this is what I was trying to say. When 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 I was in Thailand, I brought my studio, so I I went live. So with the fans cut the um cut the video from is just me talking into the microphone. Yes. They don't hear the music and they don't hear the effects on it, so they have no clue what I was fucking doing. But I wasn't really even making it a song. It's actually to the beat of the artist named Trevor Trevor Daniels. He got a song called Falling. Right, it was a dope ass song. So I, okay. I, I grabbed the beat and I just fucking start covering it. But now I'm fucking probably gonna make it a song. You, you sure? Are you kidding me? Uh, I of course you should. You, everybody's had that bipolar ass relationship where you this bitch getting on your fucking nerves. Or I love you. Or I hate you. Or I can't stand you. And it don't make no sense to be in that relationship. That's why the song is called Falling In and Out of Love, In and Out of Love with You. That's every relationship I've ever had. Every, it's a disaster. I don't even think about it. And the whole thing becomes chasing the person and making it work. That's the high of the relationship oh is trying to pin them down and make it work. Yeah. Well, I'm in a good situation. Yeah. So I get like you get on my goddamn nerves, but you got them juicy ass curves. Like that's the stupidest shit ever, but it's real life. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I'm gonna say I'm gonna use that the next time I fight with you know, I'm not gonna say I'm in my, I'm at home. I can't say too much, you know, my but I'm gonna say, you know what I'm gonna say. But you got yeah, some juicy ass curves. Yeah, I, I kicked the ass, but that puppy dog face so perfect. So I, you're talking about going back and forth, yeah. You know what? That can actually be used to make a argument better. So if I'm against the ropes and I'm getting uh, annoyed, I'm gonna let my wife. I'm gonna go look. You're getting on my nerves, but you. It's all a delivery. <laughs> But, but you got those, <laughs> got those juicy ass curves, and she will get mad and then get. That's it. You out, and then, right? You out of here at that point. You you the dog house. So is that how you're passing yeah. all this time while we're in isolation? Are you just singing and working on music, yeah, or are you, you training? No, no. I, I was. I'm just training right now. I'm just training right now. I was. What I what I told myself is that this time around. Um, I wasn't going to do any new material as far as like music that I was dropping for myself. So what I did is I covered probably like 20 different beats. So it's like not my music, not my beats, not my songs. And I may never put them out. I may put them out. Who knows? But I just practiced. So I was just getting more practice at writing lyrics and just finding my sounds and just, you know, getting out of my comfort zone to say. But I just decided that this fight, because... Last March, I had a whole album coming out. I was doing movies, Hawaii Five-0, Wild and Out, Jeopardy, Family Feud, Hawaii Five-0. I, I performed live with Wiz Khalifa. Um, I was all over the place. You know what I mean? I did celebrity football fucking during the Super Bowl. I was at the Super Bowl. Um, and it was just a shit show, man. You know, I had fucking the weather in Milwaukee. Like, Dean got stuck there. 
You ain't oh. got stuck in Milwaukee. Dean Thomas? My fucking yeah. rap. Yes, he got stuck. Ask somebody. He got stuck in Milwaukee. And my fucking <laughs> Raptor was was buried in the fucking snow. So it was just a miserable-ass camp. So when I went to Thailand, it was one to get away from the weather, get away from the distractions. I only made three phone calls the entire time. And outside of that, I literally just trained, ate healthy, and focused on fighting. And, and, and at that time, I didn't have shit but time to pass. So I probably did like three or four covers. It's like different songs, like some Roddy Rich stuff. He's one of the top artists right now. He has some dope beats. So I took some of his beats. And for you guys that, you know, not into music like that, cover means that I can't put this shit out and make money from it. It's someone else's beat, someone else's concept that they came up with. And I'm just messing around and just playing. You know what I mean? I want to ask you too, when you, cause you obviously like to sing and people who, who sing professionally have always liked it. When is the first time you said, you know what? I, I more than like this. I'm going to do something with this. That's beyond just doing it in my house. You know, I went to a studio, some, uh, it was a rapper in St. Louis and he wanted me to just, it was like a, um, one of those like Rocky songs. You know, how you got all these rappers that do songs that kind of use a lot of fight analogies. So he wanted me to do a voiceover because I got a distinct voice. If you hear my voice, if you hear Matt's voice, if I was going to use somebody, I would use Matt's ass. So if you hear Matt's voice on the song, it's no way you're going to not know who it is. Yeah. So if you have a very, very, or the Allstate guy, you know what I mean? Or fucking Samuel Jackson. So if you got a distinct voice, he wanted me to just say, like, you know, basically, I don't let the haters get to me, da 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 I'm chasing the top of them. Some, some kind of generic fight shit, right? So I did that, and I was like, that was my first time in the studio. And I'm like, well, fuck it, man. I'm in here. Let's see. Let me fucking... Um, Throw a beat on there. So he did it. He threw a beat on there, and I just, like, freestyle rap to the to the whole beat. Then he put another beat on there. Then he put another beat on there. So I did, like, four in a row, and the dude was like, step out of the booth. He said, you can fucking rap, dude. Like, you never thought. I said, man, I ain't fucking, I ain't getting into some goddamn rap, man. I'm fucking 30-something years old. And he said, no, you should really consider it. So the next day, he called me in to do a compilation for a song, right? So I'm thinking it's just once again, just, all right, let's just fuck around. But I go in there, and an artist that I actually recently signed, um, signed it for management, that guy went in there, and he's like fucking Tupac mixed with fucking another bomb-ass rapper. So I heard his shit. I'm like, I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm not going to fucking get on here and like look stupid, because I thought we was just going to like get on there and fuck around. But it's yeah. like a real fucking like compilation of fucking rappers from St. Louis. So I went outside and I just wrote some shit down. It took like 30 minutes and I went and recorded it. It's like, you just wrote that down? I'm like, yeah. He was like, dog, we need to do an album, right? So then I was like, man, I ain't doing no fucking album, dude. What the fuck I look like? Then I started to go in the studio because I was stressed out. Fucking personal life was fucking a tornado. And it became a stress reliever. Then just like anything I do, I just don't want to suck at anything. I don't want to be the weakest link. And being around people that were just way further along in music, Grammy award winning producers and shit like that, it forced me out of my comfort zone. And I like the challenge. Like, when anytime you start acting, you suck at it when you first, because you look at it, you look at somebody on TV and you mimic them, that ain't acting. They yeah. had a fucking piece of paper and they brought it to life. So, acting, everybody sucks at it. Well, not everybody. Some people just natural, but I wasn't very good at fucking acting when I first started. And I'm not saying I'm Denzel Washington now, but I've worked, I've worked with acting coaching. So, that kind of got me to a point where I was like, fuck, I'm putting all this work in. Let's do an album. We did the album. Right now, I'm sitting on probably like 40 songs I haven't released yet. 
Are you looking at this too like it's a? Uh, I mean, you're still actively fighting, and you're going to fight for as long as you want. But you know, like you you look at DC, he's doing announcing, or uh, you know, all these guys. Dominic Cruz was kind of in and out of both at one point. Do you see this as like, hey, this is what I'm now going to do after? Like, this is kind of a future plan. So it's kind of nice while you're still fighting to be able to step into that as well. You know, um, I like doing it. It's fun to me. Um, I got I got a lot of I got some songs that are some fucking slaps. But at the end of the day, I felt like. A lot of my friends were recording artists. A lot of my friends were uh, other professional athletes. I don't hang out with a lot of MMA fighters, and I don't go to a lot of MMA fights. Um, I do it for a living, and I do it for a broadcast, so I don't just submerge myself. Imagine you guys are right now. Do you just want to hang out with fucking 20 MMA fighters? No. You coach them, you see them, you interview them. So the, my peers were never MMA fighters. you know. So then I started thinking, like, okay, how do we make more money in UFC? Connor brought Ireland with him. This, you know, this guy brought an act with him. This guy brought, you know, his country with him. So I'm like, one one category that's not tapped into in, into the UFC is the quote unquote urban market, the barbershop market, the Floyd Mayweather market. We don't have that market. And I'm one of the few guys that could even bring that market in. And when you think about it. What can I really speak on when you're talking about lyrical? Like, I've been broke. I've been rich. I've been in gangs. I've fucking been shot at. I fucking had family that, you know, still actively in the street. Um, I've been a VIP. I've had to wait in line to get in the club. Everything, every spectrum that you can think about, somebody would talk about, why can't I talk about it? So then I started taking it from that perspective. And shit, you know, I get in there with certain producers and certain rappers, and they're, they're surprised that I really take it serious. They're surprised that it's really an art to me. And now I got credibility so I can get platinum, platinum recorded artists that'd be willing to put their name and brand by a song. You know, Tyron, let me ask you, cause it's such a balancing act because it's, I find this criticism of, um, like a, like, like I heard this criticism of your, of you, of, uh, also of Ronda Rousey or, uh, like when you're in a position of that, all eyes are on you, you're the champion. Everything's going great. Mm -hmm. You get given certain opportunities. It opens up doors. And if you don't seize those opportunities and eventually you lose anyway, they might not be there. So when they're there, you seize them. And if, if you do trip up or like you lost, the, you know, you lost your title, people can just point to you taking those opportunities. But what do you think of this criticism of you people? I might be. I'm fucking up this. Yeah, I think you know where I'm coming no, from. I, it's the I worst. know where you're going. Uh, I mean, what do you think of that criticism of? Oh, he shouldn't have done this. In he should hindsight. have just concentrated on fighting. Yeah. It, 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 no, it's it's all hindsight. Like you know, they said Ronda Rossi got into the deal, but at the end of the day, man, we got 24 hours. You're not going to yeah. train the whole 24. You're not going to sleep the whole 24. So if I decide to go in a recording studio for four hours, and this other person decides to go play Fortnite for four hours. I've just decided to do something different with my hours outside of training. I'm not training any less. I don't want it any less. I'm not, you know, giving less effort in my training. But if it's something like you got to think you can't fight forever. And once yeah. you like, especially in my situation, it's not like, oh, like he was a champion for three years. He had four title defenses, be some of the greats. Let me instantly give him a rematch. Everybody deck of cards is a little bit different. And I got to be honest and recognize what my deck of cards is. So if, if, if it's writing a book, like I'm doing more than just music. Like I'm doing, I got, I got booked for two huge executive producer jobs. I'm going to be like executive producing some huge Netflix content. So that's not like fighting. 
But guess what? If we're an artist, you're a complete artist. If you want to do comedy, if you want to paint, if you want to do music, if you want to do television, if you want to fight, that's just mixed martial arts. That's another form of art. So I just want to reduce myself to just a mixed martial artist. I won't take away anything that I feel like I'm gifted at doing. But for me, you know when I was doing the most shit? When I fought Darren Till. I dropped, I beat you. I was going to walk out to I beat your ass, but I thought it was a little too cocky for my taste. But I dropped, I beat your ass in the octagon after I beat Darren Till's ass. <laughs> I was doing way more there. I was doing way more there yeah. than any time, but no one said anything because I had the best performance of my career. You know, so everybody's going to always do that. And, and you, one, one, thing that, one thing that I find that's the balance you you can let it get into your head. Like it was one point in time, people told me I had too much muscles, but I was a fucking training machine. So yeah. I stopped lifting weights because I was listening to people say I need to deplete some muscles so that I can, you know, have a more yeah. Diaz or more volume style. And I and I lost my gift. I didn't feel like I was running through a motherfucker like I should. And then I said, <laughs> you know what? Fuck what people say. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. You know what I mean? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How, how do you feel about, obviously, the uh, the Edwards fight is off. And how close were you to doing something on 249? Were you offered anything? I, I, I know you had mentioned Colby. Was that ever close or was that ever in the real realm of possibility? You guys recognize it's still not out the window for me to fight on 249, right? No, it's Ooh. definitely not. It's definitely not. It was definitely on the table. So right now it's like it's, it's to the situation. It's a lot of guys in our division that talk, right? Uh, for a while, I got a bad rap of, you know, being pe- choosy with fights or whatever. Whatever, I get a, I get a bad rap for a lot of shit, but I just I just take it take it with a grain of salt. Kobe went on this whole charade, and most people don't recognize Kobe was, and I'm not knocking Fight Pass, guys, because I love Fight Pass. This shit might be on Fight Pass, you know? But Kobe was not a Fox. He was not an ESPN. He was not a pay-per-view fighter. Kobe's first fight ever in the UFC was on Fight Pass. You know I know? Because I fought Dung Young Kim on Fight Pass. And for me in my career, that was almost a punishment for me at that time because I lost to Roy McDonald. The UFC wanted to teach me a lesson. Now you got to earn your key. And I had to go and earn my key. You know what I mean? All his fights were on Fight Pass in Asia, not even in the U.S. He ran a whole year and a half gimmick on me, 99% of his Instagram was me. 99% of his comment, uh, comments were about me. He used my name to build a whole gimmick that we had some beef, right? Meanwhile, I got him, I'm texting him on the phone, and he's telling me, oh, man, 
I was just trying to build up the fight, man. Let's just, you know, we can, I'll meet you at the finish line. Da, 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 da. I'm whipping it out. I'm throwing a freaking text out there. I'm throwing the DM from his sister when she's trying to slide in my DMs. You know what I mean? And I'm also throwing a training video when he just looked completely <laughs> terrible. Um, but, but long story short, he does all this talking, and then we get to the point where now it's time to put your money where you're And five times in a row, he said no. Like, think about this. He fought for an interim title. By the way, I was only out for seven months, which right. I never heard that shit before. But he fought for the interim title in June versus RDA, right? So yeah. what, what is the interim title for? It's eventually unify with the undisputed champion. Is that, Am I right? Yep. That's 100%. the purpose of it. So ask me, ask me this. How, how did I fight Till? How did I fight Usman before fighting Kobe? You know, did he have a surgery at one point? What was there something he needed to get done for his no. sinuses or no? He wanted to wait until I got booked for a fight. Because clearly look, look at the time, look at the time sequence. When I got booked to fight Leon Edwards, because once again, I fought Till because he wasn't ready to fight. I fought Usman because he didn't want to fight. And then I fought I was scheduled to fight Leon Edwards. Why? Because his jaw was supposed to be wired. Show me any videos of any footage, any hospital. And the second they booked the fight, you know what he said? I'm ready to fight in April. Five minutes ago when the UFC asked you if you want to fight me, you said no. Yeah. Now I'm booked and scheduled to main event and headline a car at the O2 Arena. Now you're miraculously, oh, I'm fucking healed. He's a mm. joke, man. What do you yeah. think of uh, – oh, sorry, Joe. Matt. What do you think of Usman? We had Kamaru on our last episode, and he said that it was, it was very certainly was offered to Masvidal to fight him on 219, and, and uh, his team said, no, he's not ready, or he, he doesn't want to fight him. Every, or, or I don't know what the fuck's going on with everybody because Jorge's team is my team. My team said that Jorge said, yeah. Um, Usman's team said he said, yeah. And then my team said he said, no. I said, okay, when, if nobody want to fight and you so ready – you taking your shirt off and shit every five minutes, let's run it back. Everybody know that wasn't me that night. Everybody know that was uncharacteristic, Tyree. Everybody know that it was more underlining issues that probably was going on because I just, I don't even remember the fight, to be honest. And then, you know, his response was, Usman was like, oh, man, I wish you would have said something yesterday because, you know, I started eating cookies. I said they were eating because I fucking was eating cookies, too. Oh, who doesn't love cookies? Yesterday. I was eating cupcakes and cookies. But Yo, man, to do with not to throw you off, but man, I've been eating those fucking Drake's coffee cakes every night. I got to get out of court. I'm going to be a little fat man when this thing's I'm I be beating gluten-free, but they, you know, they're in a package of two. And anyway, yeah. listen, what about a guy? Listen, let's talk about the opposite end of the uh, spectrum there. Because you got, it's always fun to shit on Colby. Don't get me wrong. I love shitting on that guy. Yeah. But what about uh, Leon Edwards? Because the guy's a, the guy's a, I mean, top-notch fighter. And I heard he said, first of all, I heard he's going to come out to your soul. What, what do you think about that? Wasn't well, he going to come out? I heard, was there a rumor that when he fought, he was going to come out to, to one of your songs? We Hopefully, asked him that. I would have loved that. <laughs> that would have been trolling, dumbass, because you know what? The UFC got to pay me to license yeah. him for so you're going to pay me to get your ass beat by me, so you're making me more money. <laughs> you mentioned that you didn't you you didn't care if you were to face him in the future or something like that, like it didn't make a difference to you, or I don't want to misquote I you. I mean, think about this. What I said, Leon Networks was a fight. Like right now, I got to be motivated to fight somebody 
for a couple of different reasons, right? It's going to get me back to my ultimate goal. Once you, once you are the champion, and you know this, you've trained many champions, man. It's not about who you want to fight at that point. It's about when the bottom ring comes in. You, you fight whoever the fuck they want you to fight. You're the champion. You're supposed yeah. to take all comers, right? When you're the yeah. champion of the world. So me getting to that point has to make sense. If Leon Edwards is going to put me in a position where I fight for the title, and Leon, he's a good fighter. Uh, I mean, I've given him credit for his skills. I've called his fights. But when you're overly complimentary, overly offended me, you used to watch me coming up, and then because you watch Conor, because you watch everybody else, now you want to shit talk. It's corny, dude. Like, go back and look at his interviews. He was sitting next to me on a desk when he fought, I think it was Singapore, or whenever, whenever he fought RDA. He had the chance right there on national TV to say, shit, I want to fight your ass. Yeah. You know what he did? What? Oh, you know, Tyron's a great champion, and, you know, he's had a great career, and I'm a fan of his. No, motherfucker, if you want to fight me, say, like, when I was side by side with George St. Pierre, I'm like, no, I want to fight you. You know what I mean? That's that's what a, that's what a man's gonna do. It's not it's not even disrespectful. He should want to fight me. All these guys that are calling my name out, that's the same like me asking to fight Carlos Condon or want to fight Robbie Lawler or want to fight GSP. You're supposed to want to fight those guys because they're the best. Yeah. So Leon Edwards fight only came together because Kobe acted like his jaw was hurting. I mean, all these guys. Yeah. This is what Kobe said. Quote, quote unquote. Kobe said, "I usually can fit two balls in my jaw, and I can only fit one." So therefore, I can't fight yet. That's what Kobe said. <laughs> two balls? So, yeah. You- so Kobe normally can fit two balls in his jaw, <laughs> but now he can only fit one. So therefore, he wasn't able to take the fights. And then Leon got booked. You can't All right, you're talking about balls, ball. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can't put this <laughs> Somebody can't uh, teabag him. He enjoyed that. That's what, <laughs> where, from, where, where, possibly. He might enjoy that. Well, uh, I mean, Leon, to be honest, Leon's a dope fighter. Like, I can go to Argentina, I can go to Brazil, I can go and find somebody in this world that may be able to beat me. I can find another fighter that you may not ever have heard of that may have what it takes to beat my style. Just, that's just facts. You can say you're the best in the world, but you have no way to really, really know because you're not fighting every motherfucking living being walking around. So if you're not at that point, I don't have to prove it against you. I prove it against everybody. Leon fight. If he had beaten me, then he was going to get a title shot. It wasn't even guaranteed I was getting a title shot. I'm yeah. going all the way to London to fight him in his backyard. This is a fight for him. He, I, I went back and forth with him for two days. He jumped up 10,000 followers. I'm like, oh, shit, fuck that for that. So I, I just kind of backed away. But I, it's not even that I want to fight Kobe because he's, the, he's something for my legacy. All my fights that are going to make me one of the greatest are behind me. This fight is like John Jones' situation. I'm not comparing myself to John. He's a way different monster, way different athlete, has done more in the sport, in my opinion, than I, and probably the best. But John's most meaningful fights are Chell Sonnen, Machida, you know, when he beat Bader to get to the shot, the fight against Rashad Evans, the fight against Quentin Rampage Jackson, the two fights against Alexander Gustafson, the fights against Daniel Cormier. Those are his legacy fights. Yeah. These up-and-coming guys, he just have been, he, he's been good enough to make it to the third wave of fighters, where now when he's fighting Anthony Smith, or if he's fighting, you know, um, this Dominic Reyes guy. These aren't guys that their name is going to make him that much more of a legend. He's already in song. Nah, you know, and that's, I, that's the way I look at the whole division for me. I see your point, man. It's yeah. important, too. It's, it's important, uh, you know, first for your motivation. And second of all, like, 
like like with Leon Edwards, the only thing is, as a fan, I was looking forward to it because I understand your point. Take a, a more of a strategic fight to get you closer to your goal. But for Leon Edwards, he only lost to Usman, the champ, ages yeah. ago. And it was he's like beaten six years ago, five years he's ago. He's beaten everybody since. And, uh, you know, even uh, – and I don't know. I just think that guy – I think that Leon Edwards suffers from – just not being, not, and I don't want him to be loud for the sake of being loud. I don't. He, not, maybe his personality doesn't stand out, but I think as a fighter, he's a solid fighter. And I was so, I was like, I was looking forward for you he's going a over solid there. And fight. Fighter. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna tell you this. He's a solid fighter. And when I was getting ready to fight Darren Till, Darren Till, I told my coach Dean, I said, "This dude can beat me, and if I take him lightly, he will beat me." A lot of people say it, but he means it. He's hungry. And he's yeah. going to come out there to beat me. He's going to come out to win. Some guys just say it to say it. I feel Leon was the same way. I trained for him accordingly. And I trained with that tenacity because I'm a great fighter. And unfortunately, in the, in, the, in the culture and the climate of the sport that we're in right now, being good ain't enough anymore. It's not. I mean, I hate to say it, it's not. When you got a dry sense of humor or when you try to force a, you try to force a character, it's not received well. We can we can see through shit from a mile away. So when Leon Edwards is trying to like do this troll thing going back and forth, it doesn't even bother me. It don't get me mad. It don't make me want to train harder. So at the end of the day, for me, the motivation was there because I had the opportunity to go out there. Yeah, I'm going to go in his hometown. I'm going to go in London. I'm going to beat his ass. You know, in this win streak, I've taken a lot of win streaks away. Look at Wonderboy Thompson. Look at fucking Damian Maya. Look at Darren Till. Those guys had seven to ten um, fights in a row that they had won. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is luck of the draw. Usman had the same win streak. It was on, how many nights was I going to luck up? It was going to have to be one night where I didn't punch in the car. You, Matt, you said, fuck, I don't give a fuck who George St. Pierre is. I'm going to beat his ass. And your, your mentality, you went out there and you beat him. Had he yes. not came back and fought you, he would not be the legend we talk about. If he crawled up underneath the rock after that, but it's the mindset. So the way that George should have looked at you the first time is the way that I looked at Teal, the way that I looked at freaking, the way that I looked at um, um, Leon, and probably the way I should have looked at Kamara. You know what I mean? I just didn't think Kamara had anything for me on paper. I didn't think he was going to be able to take me down. His striking didn't look as sharp enough. He didn't, wasn't fast enough. He's not very smooth. He's kind of stiff. And, um, you know, I just didn't see a lot of problems. And I didn't train any less, but it didn't give me the drive that Carlos... When I watched Carlos Condon video, I'm like, fuck, I got to fight this dude. Was he stronger than you thought he would be, Usman? I don't remember. He wasn't... I mean, to be honest, Usman didn't do anything that I... Uh, he didn't do anything that surprised me. He didn't do anything I didn't expect him to do. He just did it, and I didn't do anything. That's pretty Is much it what it boils down to is it more important to uh, get the victory, uh, 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 you know, run that back with uh, the champ, Usman, or just to get the title? Either way, or which, which is more important to you? I mean, it's just to get the title. I can't, I can't, like, I, I, I crack on Usman a little bit because he's kind of a little corny a little bit. And he, he's the kind of guy that does everything that he thinks people want to hear. And it kind of looks a little goofy. But in, in reality, he went out there and executed. How can I hate on a man for going out there and doing his job? He stayed focused. He stayed um, sharp through all the BS that can detract you, whether it's a press conference, whether it's a weight cut, personal life issues. We don't know what's behind everybody's curtain. Right during the camp, I wasn't even, I'm just now back in my house. 
I was in I was out of my house for two years. You never know what's behind the curtain. But at the end yeah. of the day, I've walked into Octagon every world title fight with a lot of shit on my plate and people don't know about it. And some fucking way I found a way to win. And he did the same thing. So I don't have a vendetta against him. I don't I know me at fifty percent can beat him. Me at a hundred percent stops him. So yeah, I want I want to get that back, but I don't like to be a sore loser. You never yeah. heard me going and say, I want to fight Roy McDonald right now. I want to fight um, Jake Shields right now. I want to fight Nate Marquardt right now. Because I feel like that's, that's fucking unsportsmanlike. That's a sore loser. And I feel like when I get myself to the position that I've earned the right to fight those people, now I'm going to show you in action. I'm not going to bitch about it. Tyron, before we let you go, uh, just a question. That, I mean, that was your last fight was against Kamaru. Is it frustrating that it's been so long since you were able to fight and just kind of shake that one off or get on to the next thing and, and finally get that one behind you uh, with another you, fight? You know, to, to be honest, I think God works in mysterious ways. I think I needed that time. Um, shit, I went through a state of depression after that fight, man. I'm not even going to fuck around with you. Like, I was fucked up. I had to go to see some counselors, and I just never really thought I was going to lose, like, I don't say that because it sounds good. My best fights, and I thought my last loss was going to be my last loss, and I thought the guys that I fought just, you know, technically like Wonder Boy and, you know, all those other guys, I thought their level was way higher than the guys I was going to fight in the future. Not that it was going to be easy road, but I just never expected to lose again. And when you watch somebody walking around with your belt on, and in your mind, in my mind, he's wearing my fucking belt. And it don't look right on him. He looks fucking stupid with it on. He looks goofy. Yeah. He's not even he's not even doing the platform any justice to have it. And I had to I had to deal with that for, for a lot of months. And it just I was eating fucking food, fat. You know what I mean? Like I was on some bullshit for a while, but then I snapped out of it. I looked at him and I said, Man, get the fuck up, dude. You're a champion, dog. How many people did you knock out that's on your highlight reel? You gonna fucking sit and crowd crowd with spilled milk now? Get the fuck up. You're a champion. Go out there and show people what you made of. You knew this was too good to be true. Your path has never been this easy, dog. You've always had to jump over some shit. So get up, do your normal shit, and get back on it. And now I'm back. I'm actually better than I was when I first got the belt. Like, mentally, I'm violent right now. I'm, I'm When I say I'm back, I'm back. Did therapy help you? Talking to somebody actually helped you? For sure, because it was issues that I didn't even know I had. Everybody has, like, a junk drawer or a junk closet, or a junk box in your house. Maybe it's a box at three or four different times when you move, you just brought the box, you never fucking packed it. Yeah. Or like the drawer that you got like fucking um, sweet and sour sauce, batteries, and random shit in there. Everybody yeah. got that in their house. And I think that's the way the human, the human mind deals with past relationships, past baggage. It's a junk drawer. You hide it, you don't want nobody to see with it, you don't want to deal with it. Eventually, that drawer, that shelf, or that box is going to overload, and it's just going to break. It's going to come out, and then it's going to be out for everybody to see. So it's better for you to deal with that now. So, like, just dealing with stuff from childhood. Like, when I was a kid, all my friends was the fastest guys. They were all stronger. Like, they were like I was always up there, but I was never the fastest. So I may have been the second strongest. So I may have been, you know what I mean, right behind the number one guy. And I hated that shit. So I always wanted to be... I got to find something I want to be the best in. You know what I mean? So I was chasing that for my whole life. And then when I got the belt, that wasn't enough. I wanted to be the greatest welterweight of all time. I wanted to reign out the division. I wanted to have the most win streak. Then I wanted to be pound for pound. And it's like, as, as humans, you got to recognize at some point you are enough. And I felt like a lot of shit I was doing, whether it's parenting, like I'm telling you, man, I used to 
do a movie, hop on a flight with my bag, carry on, go to my son's football game in St. Louis from L.A., keep that same carry on. I used to Uber back to the airport to go and finish a movie just to say I was there because I wanted my kids to see me there. We've all done that where we start hoarding experiences just to have the experiences hoarded instead of actually living them and enjoying them. It's, it's people holding on to shit. It's, you know, I agree with you, and I think that it is a, a culmination of you holding on to shit. And you know, sometimes it's subconscious. Mine was all subconscious. You know what I mean? I'm like, I didn't give a fuck if my dad was there or not. I just beasted. I did what I needed to do. But no, I overparent because of it. You know, I do I do everything 20 times more than what I need to because in my mind, I think my kids are going to remember that. I'm going to be there for everything. I'm, you know what I mean? And I was running myself in. I was running myself into the ground. You know what I mean? Lots. Yeah, well, you sound good. And I'm, I'm disappointed this fight got uh, moved or, 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 or put on hold. But we hope to see you again uh, soon, man. We love having you on next week. time. Hopefully we have – what's that? We <laughs> might see you next week? I, I hope so. Hey, I hope so. I hope so, too. And happy belated birthday. Yeah. All right, buddy? I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Right. I appreciate you. All right, Ty. Take care, man. Say hello to King Thomas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Mikey! Maddie boy, what's up, man? Oh, man, so good to see you, man. Are we starting? Oh, yes. Start? We are starting. Oh, this is awesome. Frankie, I like it, dude. You're growing a beard out. I'm going the apocalypse beard, bro. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I just didn't shave today. I always shave my head, though. Because you know what I don't like? I don't like when it grows and, like, it's smooth little, over here. That, you know, don't look good. This, little smooth and a little rough on the face. How's things with you, man? What are you doing? Is quarantine making you nutty? Because you can't. Bit. I know yeah, you're a, a guy that keeps moving. Yeah, I got to move. I, I'm, I'm training, but, you know, training pretty much by myself, you know, for the most part, turning into a track athlete over here, yeah. lifting weights, doing what I can. Uh, I'm training one Chris Lagore. That's what I'm training with. He, he's allowed to come. We, 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 told, we, we said we're getting a monogamous relationship, and <laughs> we can only train with each other. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. I love Chris Lagore. Now, uh, are you sticking to your house? Are you, like, going on bike rides? Me and my family, once this shit happened, I went right to the bike store now. It's me and my my wife, my two kids, my three kids, I should say, my one kids, my one kid. You know what I was always afraid of, Jimmy and Frankie, is the uh, that thing that attaches back on the back of the bicycle. I know, but man. we do. We throw my yeah. little one. In there. Fuck it, she's lazy. That's like a sidecar. My daughter yeah, does it too. She's five. She, she likes that thing too much. I'm like, come on, you gotta start riding a bike now. <laughs> I know. She's like sitting in there, she's playing on her phone and shit. But uh, right, we ride all around town and everything, and it doesn't hurt my knees. I might be boring. 
Nothing's boring, bro. Listen, nothing's boring. Nothing's hey, boring. Your family, Seeing your family's good. Yeah, everybody's good. Yeah, everybody's good. Staying away from the parents, you know, that's a little little rough. But uh, we go visit them. We'll stay on the lawn. They'll stay on, on the other side of the lawn. That's how we kind of visit the parents oh, right now. Yeah, 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 because they're a little right. older. And what about your podcast, too? We had to remind our producers that you have a podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Champ and a Tramp. I got it with uh, Roger Matthews. He's from uh, Jersey Shore fame. He's actually Wow's ex-husband. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I've known him for a long time. We've been buddies. He's a Jersey guy, Tom's River guy. So, uh, yeah, we just started doing this podcast a couple months ago. Did Where you know him? I'm sorry, Jamie. Did you know him before he was on uh, Jersey yeah. Shore? I knew him before. He actually used to – I used to teach a MMA class, you know, just uh, – for, to, for at a wrestling at one of my wrestling schools, and he used to come, you know, take the class a couple times a week, and then he started dating dating Wow. That's how I met them through through him. A, oh, Long, okay. Island, a, a Long Island girl. She is a Long Island girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, but anyway, listen. Hey, Long I, Island girl, Jersey girl, they're not much different, are they? Not, not, not different at all. They're both crazy. <laughs> I've had terrible luck with both. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're having a good time, man. I see the clips on uh, your Instagram and stuff. Are you enjoying it? It looks like just a hangout. Yeah, I mean, in the future, by the way, I want to go. I want to hang out with you guys. Yeah, dude, I'd love to <laughs> have it, man. It, it's fine. I, that's what I'm doing. I'm just having fun with it, man. If something comes of it, that's great. If not, I, you know, shoot the shit with my buddies in my basement a couple times a week. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Now, oh, oh, you do it in your house? Yeah, I do it in my house. I made a little studio in my basement, so it's uh, it's convenient. Oh, that's cool, man. It's, you got to be really limited to what kind of guests you get. You don't want the fucking weirdo showing up. Yeah, I got I got a back entrance, you know. If we got to put the fucking weirdos through the back, that's what we do. <laughs> it's true, you know. So what are they really gonna do, Jimmy? Just show up one day and try to throw a kegger? No, you, you don't. You don't want weird people knowing where you live. You don't want weird fans are yeah. fine, but some guys are just weirdly obsessed for the wrong reasons, and you don't want yeah. them knowing where you live. Yeah, I, I got to figure out this Skype stuff or Zoom, maybe something like that, maybe do some interviews. Zoom is pretty good. I've done that recently. I've done a few shows on Zoom, and it's actually pretty good for four, three guys, whatever, on, on a, a video conference. But see, the problem with you is people know when you're away, too. Like If you're fighting somewhere, people kind of know when you're away. So you don't yeah, want people to location. Yeah, no, I got I got two big pit bulls, so make oh, sure do. they come to the door first. Oh, you know? awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome, man. No, my kids are doing the online dance stuff on on Zoom, like all day long. It's a weird. Yeah, my 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 kids. We, we you know my uh, my wrestling school with uh, my buddy Steve Rivera. I think you met him a couple times. Yeah, we're yeah. doing stuff on like Cisco WebEx or something like that every day for the kids. So staying busy with that stuff. When do you think like when do you think it's gonna be comfortable enough for people to go like all right now things are opened up I'm gonna go to uh, a movie theater I'm gonna go Dude, I'm gonna take know. a flight I'm gonna take a jujitsu class <laughs> you know what if yeah. you, when, what I know. I mean, I, I, People like us are probably going to get back in the gym ASAP. As soon as they say it's good to go, where we're going. I mean, I, I yeah. imagine. But I think some people are going to be scared, bro. There's a lot of fear out there, and people are nervous to, you know, just be in the same building with somebody. It's, it's wild, man. I, I really haven't been going many places, but I went to one food store, and people are staying six feet away, not trying to talk, like make eye contact. Just some wild times right now, man. Yeah, a guy comes to walk past you in the food store, and you just kind of uh, you, you immediately press your back against the yeah. wall. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like awkward already. I try to be nice to everybody, so I'm kind of awkward. Now I'm like fucking extra awkward. Like, oh, oh I don't know. Right. Move left, move right. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true, because people usually like, like come up and try to hug you and shit, like if they know, like, oh, yeah, Frank Yeager. Yeah. It's weird, man. You got to get, I got to go back to like my fucking Wing Chun and fucking <laughs> start blocking that shit. 
I don't know, but it's it is it is a strange thing, man, because I am a hugger, and I'm just talking to people. Yeah, dude, I distance. know, man. You give that little bro hug and stuff. You know, it's not you happening know? anymore. We're gonna be like Japan, start bowing and shit. You know, it might yeah. be. Like, yeah, but you know, it, you know what's funny? Right before it really hit, like I was at my school, and it, we didn't shut down yet. So I see we almost stopped to go in to give somebody a. And then we're like, wait, we're about to strangle each other. What the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. So I, eventually, dude, it's going to run its course, man. Now, I mean, Frankie, let's say it does. What do you think of this fucking, what do you think of Hans Island? No, I'm only kidding. This fucking oh. thing sounds wild. It reminds me of some kind of Slee. Like, like, seems to be able to get an island. And, yeah, oh, I, I, I fucking love it, cool. bro. I, yeah. I love it. I mean, what, what an experience this is for these guys, you know, um, I would throw my. I hear Aldo can't can't get in the U.S. So, so who don't need someone? I'm ready to fucking put on a line on an island. You know. Why so, can't uh, he get in the U.S.? Is it just because of the, everything? That's what I'm hearing. Down? That's what I'm hearing. I, I, I'm assuming. I guess that's why. Now, Frank, I'm not putting no time limit on your career. I hate when people are like, oh, how long do you think you're gonna do it for? I could see you could do you. You're like you could be the next Henzo. I mean, do it at fifty. <sighs> But is there something, I don't know, the podcast, is there anything else with, like, a passion where you're like, all right, like, this is what I'm passionate about that will still keep the fire burning for me to, after I'm done competing. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's such a high competing and you've been doing it for so long. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough to walk away, you know. Um, You know what it is. Um, You you used to do, you know, working for a goal every day of your life and then one day you wake up, you don't have a goal to work for. So you got to find something to replace that. And uh, I'll always stay involved in fighting. You know, I have a wrestling school. I, I'm involved in the UFC gym a little bit. And, um, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably even help Ali out with the management. I could see myself getting into that a little bit as well. Oh, well, well, yeah, you know the ins and outs. I mean, you've been around long enough. You've had enough fights. You, you, you probably know more about the ins and outs of the business uh, end of it uh, more than most people. Right, right. You know, I figure I could uh, be a little more level, give, give Ali a level-headed perspective. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you fell into as a younger fighter coming up? What would you try to tell a younger fighter to avoid? Like uh, something that you might have uh, not seen correctly or something that you learned after? Dude, I, I tell you, my management. I had some sh- really shady management until till I found Ali, you know, and, and Ali gets a lot of flack, but I trust that dude with, with my kids, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that's to find someone you could trust is the biggest thing. And it's it's sometimes it's, uh, you know, uh, you got to find out through trial and you, you sometimes you got to hire the wrong guy to figure out, you know, that's not the right guy, but, uh, yeah. try to do, do, do your, uh, due diligence and research the best you can to make sure you end up with a, with a solid person and watch what you sign, watch what you sign because yeah. you don't want to put your name on a contract that gives somebody a, you know, a percent, 25% in perpetuity. Hey, that you're fucked I, the rest I, I'll, of your t- life. I'll tell you, I, uh, my first contract ever was right. Remember Rhino fight team, uh, Matt, I yeah. was with them and, uh, I think I had uh, my first fight was a, a smoker show in New York, and then the manager, some manager came down and signed us all. And Lagori was already signed signed with this guy, so I'm figuring, all right, Chris was in the UFC, he knows what he's talking about. Fuck, yeah. I'll sign this guy. I signed a five year, thirty three and a third percent contract. Oh my god! Wow. Did you ever yeah. look at it? I know you were probably no, a kid. I didn't, dude. I was making yeah. five hundred bucks a fight. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm working in the fucking plumbing. I don't need this money. Whatever, take what you want. Yeah. And then I got into the UFC and I got a twenty thousand dollar bonus for my first fight. And I had to give the guy thirty three and a third percent. Wow. So you got out of the contract. I got out of that contract though. I got out of it. Oh, yeah, get out of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah Luca Brasi show up and talk to him. Yeah, no, actually, uh, Lembo, bro, Nick Lembo helped helped me get out of it. Believe oh, it or not, because it was it was a shady it was a shady deal. So you know they they saw that. 
Man, it's so different from back in the day, man, because we used to fight for literally the love of it. I never had a manager. I had my buddy Frank Mullis just, you know, make the, the reservations for me and stuff and talk to some people, but I never really had a manager. I would just talk to Joe Silver at the time. I got this guy, this thing, and I don't know, but it wasn't, it was a different, I don't hate on people that do. It's a different right. thing now. I mean, now you need somebody There's a lot of moving trust. And, oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, again, I'm an old motherfucker, but it was, it wasn't, you know, Frank, you've been around, you're younger than me, but you, you've seen how it was back in the day. It was very, uh, yeah. a lot yeah. more simple, you know? It was, it was, for sure. And there's, more, there's way more money involved now. You that's know. why that's why so much more money and a lot more opportunity you know back then you know we we got opportunity we took with the first opportunity we get because that was pretty much all there was now these kids have a lot of opportunity and you got to make sure you you cipher through what's real and what's not hey matt does it let me ask you is it like a lot of baseball players when they retire they you know the guys that played and they they it played a lot of games, but they still had to work in the off season. And then all of a sudden, like in, you know, the, the eighties, you start getting these multi multi-million dollar contracts. Do you ever look at it? Like, fuck, I just missed that time. Or how do you look at that? Are you asking me? Oh, I'm, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm always the guy that just feels like I stepped in shit in a good way. You understand? Yeah. Like I, I'm happy to be talking to you guys. I'm happy. I'm going to be riding bikes with my kids later. I'm happy. I'm going to be playing some fucking VR later. And <laughs> I am the simplest of simpletons i'm just uh the fact that i was able to teach jujitsu since i never had a real job since i've done jujitsu and i'm able to be teaching the last 20 years and i hope to do for another 20 is i feel i won in life i don't give a fuck about the whole don't get me wrong it'd be great to have millions but i'm a very content dude but that's me but i'm i'm not i'm a weird dude that's, <laughs> you know? a healthy, that's healthy that's a healthy, I think it's healthy. yeah healthy. man you wake up every day doing what you want to do can't beat that you know what's not healthy, Frankie? That I'm eating Drake's coffee cakes every fucking night. <laughs> yeah, I do. They, they come in the packages of two. You know the one, the fat ones. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> man, it's not fucking good. I'm gonna leave this <laughs> round, little man. That's oh. <laughs> something to work towards after. Yeah, man. Now nah, we're so, winners in life. You know, all three of us. You know, Frankie's got a beautiful family. You know, the kids. Are the kids have. How are the kids handling this? I feel is your wife getting bombarded with the online homework. This might not be a, a, oh, <laughs> a lot of people. But I feel bad. Yeah. I want to shout out to my wife, who's a superhero, because she's. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm no help with this shit. <laughs> no, me neither, man. I'm. I'm. I used to scream. I end up screaming. I have to leave because I can't. I'm like, what are you doing? The fuck, you know? It's too much. Good. That's why. That's why I'm outside because she's probably screaming at them right now on a computer. <laughs> man, there's some unsung heroes with that because that's rough. I mean. It's rough to rough to juggle that with the kids, you know, Jimmy. Poor yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I kind of envy the family life sometimes. Like I think you guys probably have a definite. You enjoy things I don't have in my life. But then there's times where I like being by myself. Like sometimes when I see, you know, it gets a little claustrophobic. I like to be alone sometimes too. So I, yeah. I don't think I'll ever have kids. That's when I end up in the podcast room when I want to be alone. I just go downstairs and just, you know, <laughs> hang out for a little bit. Just I guess to feel you. And how many days a week are you doing the podcast, Frankie? We're, we're one, uh, we try to release every Monday, but uh, we've been throwing extra ones in. So you, you definitely one a week. We've been trying to throw a couple extra though, here and there. Yeah, you got the time now, right? I mean, you might as well do it. And it, it's not as hard to get guests right now either because everybody's home. So if you're going to do a Zoom thing, you, right. you, should, you should try getting into that soon because you could you could stack up on a few different uh podcast and have a couple of months worth ready to go because guys are home right now and they're, they're pretty eager to do stuff just to kill the, the time 
Yeah, you know, it's a great idea. I see so many people on IG Live every night now, you know, trying to make the best of this. I, I'm going to start yeah. probably doing some stuff with that shit with my, I have to use with my kids or my wife's camera shy. So I'm at, my oldest yeah. is big enough. I might have to do some jujitsu on my, my oldest or something. I feel it's just a weird time to have jujitsu schools. You know what I mean, Frank? Yeah. Now, how, how are you? Are you, uh, you doing any online classes or whatnot, stuff like that? I, I literally just talked to two of my guys today and, uh, I, I know my buddy Jason's probably going to be putting Jason Rowley putting some stuff out soon. And it's just, and then I'll I'll see what I can do from here, it, dude. I'm just not. It's again. It's just a different animal. That whole thing. You know what I mean? Especially with jujitsu. Like right. you know what I mean? So I'm you gotta have around. somebody with you. If you, you, it's hard to do it by yourself. Yeah. 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 There's only so many solo drills you could do. Like you right. Know what I mean? Every night we're teaching the the kids the the youth wrestling and man, it's just tough to you know come up with drills for them to do by themselves. Hey, what are you and the missus watching on Netflix? Give me some series. I always like to know what people are streaming. Yeah, I'm yeah, watching well, I, Lock and Key. Oh, it's Lock fun. It's like it's, like it's like it's it's um Stephen King's son. It's a series by him. I think it was based off a comic book. Don't don't make fun of me, Jimmy. It, no, but it's not, but yeah. it's 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 creepy. Like they get this this. I don't want to give too much away. There's a death. They the, the family moves into a house. The house is creepy. They find these keys. They open up doors. They go into the fucking weird places. Cool man. It's a girl in the bottom. Yeah. Well, creepy. It's fucking. Listen, I'm not doing the best of selling it, but lock it. <laughs> no. Give it a give it give it a give it a shot. What are you watching, Frankie? We we just got done watching Hunters. Hunters on Amazon Prime. It's pretty Can good, see- man. I, I really enjoyed it, but there's, listen, there's a twist at the end. I was yeah, upset. man, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you. It ruined yeah. me. I fucking, yes. there's a yes, cop I loved in it. I yeah. loved it. And all of a sudden, what the fuck? Oh, boo! Yeah. Me and my and wife it, said the same thing, man. Uh, that that was disappointing. He, it was my, the bestest dude. I, I loved it into that. And it, I, everybody wants to be a fucking M. Night Shyamalan fucking yeah, some, some time. Big twist. It's, good, yeah. it's good for just that one moment, just like with Luke with his fucking in, in, uh, in, in The Last Fucking Jedi, when Luke fucking put his, they saw his foot in the fucking footprints in the, in the red sand. Oh, he wasn't there. I see his footprint. Oh, <laughs> now you killed Luke Skywalker. He died in a fucking rock. And we got a little ooh moment. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I saw that. I don't think I saw that. Jimmy, you know what I'm talking about? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I miss Frankie. Hey, how about Tiger King? Have you seen that? Oh, dude, of course. That's yeah, crazy, on, man. man. Yeah, that's she like had- a car accident. You can't look away. You can't hey, look away. What do you think? I think she fed him to the fucking tigers. Hell think- yeah, bro. Come on. They always say, like, when you're lying, you look up. When she's like, I didn't kill him. She looked right up in the sky. She's, I was like, that bitch did it. <laughs> her husband's such a I, I, my opinion he's such a cuck oh definitely <laughs> wearing that fucking Tarzan thing with a leash on come on fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy brought that up it's fucking oh dude it's something something's going on there well they're doing yeah, a new uh, investigative thing I heard on, they opened up her. the case right on Discovery, well, they're doing a new documentary on her and and the whole husband thing, and it's so funny because she's the idiot that pushed the whole thing. She could have just shut the fuck up, and everybody could have walked yeah. away and just went on with their lives. Yeah, but are all Tiger people crazy, bro? What the fuck, yeah. man? I think so. Oh, you have to be nuts. The other, but all I know is I don't judge people. But when I look at the relationship with fucking her and the fucking cuck husband, 
<laughs> strap on. I don't know what they're doing. Fucking! <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a freak. I I don't know what's going on behind closed doors there. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> that's, that's that's that was, and I mean, and Joe Exotic, bro, he's a, he's character, man. Yeah, he really is, and he's he's likable compared to the rest of them. That's how he awful was. they yeah, are. He really was, yeah, because exactly. he's an asshole, but he's likable compared to the rest of them. Hey, you're right. My favorite person, the best I feel has the best heart, the guy with no legs. I like. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he a good upset. guy. He was. He was. he was upset for Joe. He's like, oh, it's kind of sad. Well, and, I see the girl uh, who got her arm ripped off. Oh yeah, man, dude, well, a trooper. Yeah, she didn't even care. She's like, wow, well, I'm right back to work. I'm like, man. You know, fucking getting shit money. They, said, they, they, that, that guy, that guy Jeff Lowe. He was on, he's on Cameo. You know, Cameo is. Yes. That guy Jeff Lowe. He, he's on there. I think he said it, part two's coming out. Tiger King part two. Oh, that guy. There's yeah. one more one? episode they're doing. I think on Netflix. Uh, they're doing uh, another episode, and then I think it's Discovery is actually doing a whole other. A piece of it where they're looking much more into Carol Baskin. I think. I mean, there's so much there that hasn't been touched. I mean, you, you can't. I, by the way, and how mad is the guy who lost all the documentary footage? Oh, holy shit! Imagine that reality TV show, man. <laughs> I, I mean, don't they would just send somebody down to Costa Rica to find the guy? You know what I mean? The guy's gone. Yeah, I think so too. He's fucking gone. And yeah. Jimmy, you're talking about the girl that got the. The arm bit off, and yeah. before you ask me if I'm upset, I didn't make. No, nah, fuck no, I'm living the dream. You yeah. see, I, this is what I think about. I see the way these people are living with the. They get the leftover tiger meat, they heat that up on the grill. I go, you're living in a trailer. They're yeah. all thinking the mess. I go, you know what? I'm doing fine. Fuck. I pet a tiger once, I a baby tiger, uh, on the radio show, like in 2002 or 2001. It, it might have been one of those guys who brought. I don't remember who brought the tiger cubs up to the radio show in the afternoon, but it was kind of fun. Like I see the attraction to wanting to be around these animals. I mean, they're they're amazing, but yeah, they, they maybe when they're little, them. maybe when they're little, when they get when big, hell no. Fuck that, Frankie. Are you I a did, gamer? I did, that, I did that commercial for Fox. My gamer. Oh, I remember. Was that? I thought that was CGI. Is that real? Yeah, no, it was. But they had two tigers on uh, on set. They had two tigers on set. And I'm like, yeah, they were walking them through the through the park with a with a chain leash on it. I'm like, who the fuck's gonna hold this tiger if it wants yeah. to get away? Did hey, you pet it? No, hell no. Hell hey, no. I'm scared of animals. I never asked you, did you get shit for that? Because you had to have a girl on your arm. It wasn't your wife, was it? Did your wife ever give you shit for that? I did get shit for that. I knew it. I I fucking knew it. (laughs) I did. You kidding me? You had to. You had to. My my wife even said something to Dana. Like, oh, what's up? Why why are you having with this girl? (laughs) Oh, dude. Anytime we're watching something and there's somebody that my wife would be like, I I don't want you ever being an actor. I'm like, ah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never do Dance with the Stars. She's like, never. Oh, okay. <laughs> you let your family watching Mass Singer and all that stuff? No, nah, I don't watch none of that. No, I don't watch that shit nah. either, but I mean, nah. I, that's, what I, that's what's so good about the VR. Are you a gamer? Or no? You game? You play games or no? Video games? I'm not, man. He's like, no, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on Twitch. That's why I ask. I keep, people keep asking me, Jimmy. Yeah, you'd probably be great on you, so you, you can get paid for that, right? No. Yeah. Bro, you'd kill it, man. I'm getting on. My buddy Genova's getting me on. I'm uh, ASAP. Do it this week, Mac, by, by Monday, because people are home now, and you can promote it on the podcast. It's crazy not to do it. Oh, they know about yeah. Kamora Savage in virtual reality. Let me tell yeah. you. Let me tell you. A legend's being made in there. <laughs> it's so much fun, Frankie. The virtual, really what, what kind of VR do you have? Which one do you have? 
got the HTC Vive Pro, but there's also the Oculus Rift and all that shit. Yeah. But it's all cool. Dude, it's fun as fuck. I enjoy yeah. it. You know, but I'm a Yeah, my kid know. my kids are on them sticks all the time, man. Yeah. Well, Look, man, I feel bad because my poor wife, she's doing that online schooling and then she walks in the other room. She sees her husband. It's not, it's not a, it's, it, you can get yelled at once in a while. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's my wife says she got, now she had three kids. She got four kids. So oh, 100. It's 100. tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then I'm like, oh, who's bringing home the bacon? But anyway, listen. <laughs> that's right. Him. That's right. Tell him. Tell where's, him. where's the tramp when we need him? Where's Roger? Get him in. <laughs> Get him in. Yeah. Let him chime in on some of this shit. I'm only fucking around. <laughs> all right. All right, no, Frank. Let's not, keep, let's not keep Frankie all day. No, we appreciate you coming on at all. No, nah, man. Always, always love talking to you guys. And uh, hopefully, you have anything. What are you looking at? Uh, I mean, again, this quarantine is everybody's screwed up. But what what what's on your radar for after this? Like, what's what's the first uh, first fight you're looking to take? Or, yeah, what, what I, I was trying to, to. I was trying to get in there at the end of June. So um, we'll see how this goes with all like the the rescheduling with the fights. But like I said, if Valdo, if Cejudo needs a, a a dance partner, I'm I'm all into as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Right. Well, listen, oh, so you're saying, staying ready? I mean, I'm, I'm working out. I'm doing what I could do to work out, but uh, I'm down for some opportunities. Yeah, good for you. Well, am I the only one excited about the fucking island? I am, too. Oh, then how dope is that, man? It's like fucking Frank Dukes going over there, you know? Right? It's fucking crazy. You got a damn island, man. It reminds me, of, I told you, like, Hans, yeah. what a who could say they did this? I got flew to an island. I don't even know what the fuck it was. Fought in front of nobody. I mean, that's that's some cool shit, man. This is something we'll be looking back on for twenty years, thirty years. We're gonna be looking at all the little stickers on the floor that say social distance. You know, so at least living through this is interesting, <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. We're in history right now. Damn, crazy times, man. Good talking right, to you, Frankie. Uh, still, all right, hope guys. You, uh, stay healthy, and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you fight soon. All right, get the best, man. Get the best of the fan, Matt. Talk yeah, to you guys. You too, Frankie. Take care, Take care buddy. Bye. Um, always good talking to Frankie. He's great, man. We're such a nice guy. You know? So, Jimmy, yeah. what's your plans the rest of the week, pal? Uh, I'm going to work out uh, today. I, I work out. Uh, are you leaving the apartment, by the way? Or do you have yeah. a mask? Working. Yeah, I don't have a mask. I need a mask. I don't have one. Do you have a mask? I have one mask that I just keep using because I, I don't yeah. have this bad. I don't bed. have any. Uh, I, I'm not leaving. I don't wear it when I bike ride, though. I mean, I'm not, ne- I'm not, in, I'm not next to nobody. Like we're on the streets. The streets are empty. Yeah. We, we avoid the trails because it's crowded there. We don't go. Ne- we don't go. You know, there's nobody near us. So we, you know, me, and my little ducklings. We they follow me, and we just go around the streets. You know, it's nice, Jimmy. It's really nice. Yeah. I, yeah well, I like the little mountain bike. I mean, it's the only exercise I'm getting. I gotta start hitting some bands again with the misses. Yeah. Well, it's nice you're doing something outdoors, though. I mean, I, I go out to literally to pharmacy to buy gloves. Or fucking wipes, you know. It's just anything to get out of the house. Anything to get out of the house. No, I know, I know that feeling, man. I actually got to go to the bank. Yeah, I'll tell you about that later. It's annoying. Right. But I, I'm you know, listen, uh, Jimmy, I will definitely Facetime you before next week. Oh, I'll call or text. Either and one. And look at your text, Jimmy, because I don't know if you looked at it last. Because when when I told you I was gonna be a little late on the show today, and then the last text, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I love you. Let me see. Look, I didn't read it. Read it right now. Hold on. And, I, and I'm so secure with my Sorry, buddy. In the bathroom. Couple uh, nights. Sorry. Jimmy, you have to read everything. Uh, love you. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, love I love you. you I see what I say to you. You, you did. Know, it was I, very I, nice. I mean it. I mean it. it All right, nice. Jimmy. What do you want to plug? 
Nothing really. Just uh, Jim and Sam in the morning on Sirius. It's free. Sirius XM is streaming free until the end of May, I think, or middle of May. So if people want to check it out, they can check out the service while they're home. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Definitely, Jimmy. Take care, buddy. All right. You thank you to Frankie Edgar and uh, thank you to Tyron Woodley. I wish we had a better reception with Tyron, but it was still good talking to him. And hopefully they can clean it up and make it a, a listenable interview. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. Later, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.